So this is Alan Cook. I want to welcome you to another episode. I think it's episode number 26 of How Great Shall Be My Joy. And I am thrilled to be able to talk to two of the great people on the planet. Um, Clayton Folger, his wonderful wife, Marla, who are humble as can be and very good people in every respect and have some wonderful stories to share with us about member missionary work and other things. I will tell you just um, for quick background, these folks presided over one of the missions in London a few years back. Um, They are very active and very involved in the Washington DC temple and are simply two of the best people that you will get to hear from. And I am delighted to have them talking with us tonight just a little bit about member missionary work and some other stuff that they have been involved in. So, Clayton, can you guys hear me okay still? Yes. Okay. Let me just let me just ask you the as you know because you listened to this, the last episode that I did on this podcast was about Eat Barak, uh, a, a wonderful guy from Ethiopia who you folks had over to your home and were involved in member missionary work with him. You were telling me a little bit about kind of the, the rest of the story of what happened there. Is there anything you want to share with people about your involvement with Eat Barak and his family? Uh, well, as, as you probably know, the way that we met at Barak Bark is that uh, we were going over to actually over to India and uh, went out to Dulles Airport, took a Uber, and our plane was canceled, and we had to then come home and go back later that day. And on the way back uh, to Dulles, Jim uh, Bark was our Uber driver. And uh, we just had, a, he was obviously a very uh, special kind of a person. He expressed his love for God and for his family and uh, made it very, very easy for us just to tell him about some of the blessings of the gospel, about uh, being the children of God and about eternal family. And uh, we could see that he had seemed to have a sincere interest. We asked if he would like to learn more, and he invited us to call him when we got back, which we did. And, uh, and again, he was very, uh, uh, very respectful, and, and we invited him over to our house and uh, had the missionaries come and... Uh, and teach him the gospel. And uh, he uh, he recognized the goodness and the truth of it immediately. He was willing to listen to the missionaries, and he was willing to sincerely pray about what they taught him. And he was willing to uh, read the Book of Mormon and pray and ask Heavenly Father if that was true. And because he did all those things and was already a wonderful Christian and sort of the spiritual leader of his family, his father died when he younger 
he sort of took the responsibility of leading his family, his brother, sister, brothers, and uh, and his family in the in, you know to Christ. And so he was very knowledgeable about the scriptures and had a deep testimony of the Savior, and uh, you know was pretty well consumed with the idea of living his life to, to, you know, to return back and live with the Savior and take his family with him anyway. So so he, uh, because of his faith and his goodness, uh, again, he listened. And uh, when he realized the truth of it, he then invited his wife, Mimi, to come. She came and met with the missionaries with us, and she had a similar attitude and spirit. And as a result, they... They joined the you know, they gave testimonies and joined the church and that they were baptized. I will say that he was very proactive in this. He did not want to get into something that he wasn't gonna stick with for a long time. So he was he went, he found out what ward he would be in and so then he drove by the church. It turned out that he was in our ward. So I don't think us having a plane canceled and us being in the same ward was by chance. I mean, I really feel like the Lord's hand was in in all of this. I would um, agree with that. After they were baptized, they were very unusual in that, again, they were very proactive. They certainly didn't wait for people to introduce themselves to them. They were the first ones to go up to someone and say, hello, you know, we are so-and-so, we are from, you know, we were just baptized sort of thing. And they really, we were we were gone for a while, and when we got back, I felt like they knew more people in the ward than we did. <laughs> I mean, they're just so loving and outgoing and, and very equally dope. Um, Mimi doesn't feel as confident in her English, although she speaks very well and she understands it. She's not as confident in it as you are, but they are very equal in the gospel. And we love them. We just love them. You know, it's a... Go ahead. Well, and and then uh, not long after that, uh, Benyam, their, their younger son, was... Well, uh, he came and he took the missionary discussions himself. His father was there to support him and and sort of explain things to him, bore his testimony to him, but well, let offer, yeah. but let let you know Benjamin sort of think it through himself, say his own prayers, and gain his own testimony. He was eleven at the time. He was eleven. Did did so he take he the lessons? That. Did he take the lessons in your home too, by chance? Uh, yeah, he, he did, came. and we yeah. actually have two grandsons. That came um, over and helped. That came at Beautiful. different points in the time, the same age as that he is. So that was that was neat for and, us as and, well. And so, uh, and so then he had his baptism. Well, at, at the Embark and Mimi's baptism, they invited their whole family to come. And uh, and at Benyam's baptism, uh, his 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 son Beacon and his daughter uh, both came with their families and uh, children, and so. They they had sort of seen and heard about the gospel quite a bit, and at the second baptism, uh, we had a chance to talk with uh, his daughter-in-law a little bit about about the church, and 
and you know the blessings of it and, and eternal families and that kind of a thing and she was she was uh, very moved by all of that and then uh, I just I think a couple of weeks later she was at home and the missionaries knocked on the door and uh, different missionaries in a different part of the mission yeah so wow. so they were up in Germantown and, and because of you know that been to the church seen the baptisms uh, heard about the doctrines and uh, saw the good of it uh, they let the missionaries in and uh, and they then uh, sort of followed their parents example and listened to the missionaries prayed about what they were presented they too had been very religious before in a christian belief and and yet bark uh, you know sort of taught and brought them along as a family and uh so anyway they they then prayed about it and gained their testimonies knew the book of mormon was true and so they then got baptized which was a wonderful uh, event. We went out to it. There was in the Seneca Ward where we had uh, lived in, when we first moved back to Maryland from school and knew a lot of the people there and they're just wonderful people. They put their arms around them and, and just loved them as, as you would hope they would and they've just had a great experience. So, And the other thing that's really neat is that when uh, Yibarak was baptized, it was about the same time that, well, I guess a few months later, but it was um, shortly thereafter that Come Follow Me started, and um, he gathered his family, both his children and their kids, every Sunday, and they would do, you know, a part of Come Follow Me, and so they, they continue to do that with their son, who's... Uh, been baptized, and his daughter and her family who have not been baptized, but they, you know, they're family, and they do it together. Yeah, it's wonderful. But anyway, so they're living the gospel just very beautifully. Well, as you would expect, uh, with that kind of faith and interest, and his initial interest being about eternal families, they were very interested in the temple, and uh, did everything they could to prepare to go to the temple. They took the discussion, temple discussions and, and uh, lessons and really enjoyed those and uh, they were ready to go to the temple like the day after their year was up and so we scheduled as soon as we could to go there it was, I was very fortunate to be a sealer in the Philadelphia temple while the Washington D.C. temple has been has been uh, closed and uh, so it was our kind of privilege. I, I baptized him originally, and then and then we were able to take them up to the to the Philadelphia Temple and go through the endowment with them, where they received their endowments. And afterwards, then we we sealed. Um, you. I sealed. Thank you. Uh, you Mark and Mimi. I like and, your humility, and, Marla. That was good. Well. But I was able to seal them, and uh, after we sealed them together, then we were able to seal Benyam, uh, you know, their their son who had joined the church, their younger son. And then they had two uh, sons who had deceased shortly after birth. And they had always really uh, 
wondered where they were and if they would ever see them again and that kind of a thing. And somehow it didn't settle on them until uh, we were preparing to go to the temple and uh, filling out the documents and that, that, that these two boys would be sealed to them forever. And that was just a gargantuan blessing to them. They just could hardly believe the blessing of the Lord. And it, it's wonderful to see people who appreciate it have faith and, and uh, believe in God and in His love and blessings and then see those blessings poured on them and see their joy and happiness in it all. It, just, it was a great blessing. And then uh, just two months later, uh, Beacon and uh, uh, not Kelly Douglas' sister. Um, Betta. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. And and they uh, they wanted to come, you know, to be sealed together as, as their family. And she was really nine months pregnant. Well, they have a little boy who was two or three. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and uh, cute little kid, and, and uh, they uh, they wanted to be sealed, and so uh, we all went up to the temple again, and uh, 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 yet Barak was uh, was the uh, uh, no, yeah, it was was the person who went with him. Oh yeah, he he was his uh, escort. Yeah, thank. You. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah Bark was uh, was uh, Beacon's uh, escorting me. He was um, Bethel. Bethel, her her escort, and uh, so we went through the endowment. And afterwards, we we went up and uh, and we were able to first seal uh, Beacon, Bethel, and their little boy. And uh, uh, had a wonderful experience with that. And then following that, we sealed Beacon to his father, to his, to uh, Yitbark and me. And it was one of the most wonderful days that we can remember. And, uh, and uh, again, it was just because they felt the Spirit and appreciated the blessing and believed in the promise. And uh, and it was just a, almost a fullness of joy and a really tender thing. And and now they continue to be extremely active and uh, very faithful, uh, both both little families. And uh, uh, Ed Bark was just called to be the ward mission leader, and will do a terrific job. Uh, he's done all kinds of service in the ward taking sacrament to ill people and that kind of thing. And everybody that uh, meet, meets him and, and me uh, feel their spirit and just love them. I, I agree with that. I, I'm sure you're aware that he um, got a couple of copies of the Book of Mormon and flew to Ethiopia and gave them to his brothers, yeah. right? Yes. 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 Uh-huh. We, we, yeah, we were. So that was all of a very neat thing. His brother, just a story, uh, appreciated and loved him so much for his leadership in the gospel and, you know, for the family and keeping them in the gospel that his brother wrote a book about him. Oh, is that right? Long ago. Long ago. I mean, before they 
he knew anything about the church. Yeah, long before. And uh, his brother in it just expressed the family's love and appreciation for his leading them to Christ. And uh, instead that uh, his brother said, but I have a feeling like something big is coming in your life and that's going to change everything. And, yeah. uh, and you know, after uh, we read the book and after seeing that, you know, we talked about it and all felt as did the embark that uh, his conversion to the church was that. And yeah. so he's with us, you know, in a very tender way, trying to share the gospel with with his family and, and kind of bring them in. So it's it's really been a tender, sweet, wonderful thing, and we just feel very blessed to have been able to witness it and be part of it. It's, it's just been a privilege for us. I mean, we are just, yeah, so grateful that, that we've had the opportunity to see this. But, you know, another thing that's true uh, that about this, in the ward, uh, because they've been outgoing in that, uh, they've been involved with a lot of wonderful people. The Bryans taught them the temple lessons. They loved them. Uh, Sid Jones spent time with them. The bishop uh, spent time with them. And they just know everybody. And they love people for the good that they see people doing. And uh, and they've just lifted and inspired everybody. So uh, uh, anyway, they've been a great blessing to the board. And, and uh, we've all been lifted. That's a that's a great summary. Um, let me just ask you. You're you're telling me something that I didn't really understand before. I thought when you called for an Uber driver, that Yeet Barak came to your home and took you to the airport. But you're saying that he basically brought you back home because your flight was canceled. Is that right? No, it was sort of the other way around. We went to the airport by Uber. Uh, And, and I didn't realize, because I didn't really think about this, he was living in your ward boundaries at the time, and still, right? Yeah, he yeah. only lives about five minutes from our house. And, uh, and anyway, that, that again was part of the miracle for us, that, that they were there so, you know, we could introduce them and be with them and, and you know, do all these different things with them. And it's just, it's been wonderful, really Really great thing. Well, so. I I loved how you kind of capsulized this by saying I think you said it was a fullness of joy in in your yeah. hearts, right? In in terms of this, yeah. and, and that you've been very very blessed as, as being involved in this. Is that right? Oh yeah, Absolutely. we have been sort of witnessing their fullness of joy. That you know they they had such great uh, spiritual aspirations and such a trust in the Savior and the goodness and and as as, as they've gone through this experience and seen all the blessings the Lord really does have for them, that eternal families are real, and that there are covenants that we make with God that He thrills to do, because He, one, loves the Lord so much that He wants to do whatever the Lord would have to do, and two, He has complete faith, and she too, in the Lord, and knows the great blessings and joy that come when you're obedient to and follow the Savior. And so they're just perfect uh, members of the church that way and do everything they can 
but to get close to the Savior. They're a great example to us and to everybody that meets them. I think that's a that's a wonderful summary. I, I told you this would probably go, you know, maybe about 10 minutes and, and we're going now 20 minutes uh, because I don't want to interrupt you. You're, you're giving such great information. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, just kind of combining your natural goodness, your own obedience, your experience presiding over a mission, your experiences in the temple. Is there anything else you want to say to members of the church who would love to be a little bit more involved in member missionary work, but for whatever reason, they don't quite have a Yeet Barak story that they can tell yet. Is there any, anything you want to say to them by chance? Well, I, I think you just sort of follow the brethren. I, I, I'll share a story with you. We okay. We can, close, we, we can close with that. Yeah, we can close <laughs> with that. And when we, we were on a mission over in London and uh, at the Hyde Park Chapel and and spend a lot of time there. One day while we were in the chapel, a man walked in the front door and said, I want to be baptized. Well, that doesn't happen every day. And so, you know, you look at him and you say, well, why? You know, but what, uh, what's caused you to do this? He said, well, I just flew in from the United States and I was sitting next to a man and he told me about the gospel and I know it's true and I want to be baptized. Well, anyway, so we went, you know, about teaching the lessons, and the uh, following Sunday, I think it was, we were we were at the Hyde Park Chapel, and there's an elevator that goes up to the mission office there, and we were standing in the elevator to take him up and give a lesson. And while we were waiting for the elevator, he wandered off, and then he comes back to us and says, come here, I need to show you something. And so uh, we go over to the bulletin board, and uh, he points up and he says, that's the man I sat next to. And it was Elder Irie. Oh. And so what what struck us with that is to see these leaders do exactly what they invite us to do. Yeah, good point. And, and as Elder Irie, you know, when, when we saw the fruits of that, you know, it's pretty easy when you get in an Uber car. The Uber people actually have to be nice to you because you get to, you know, rate, rate them. them. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. they actually have to talk to you <laughs> and be polite. And and so you sort of start off with an advantage. And then if you just, you know, tell them about eternal families, that is the message that has always worked for us. You can either ask them about their family. You can ask them if they the Washington, D.C. temple around the Beltway as they have driven around and why that's important to us. Yep. Very, very simple things that can lead to a discussion about, really, about families, which is what this life is all about. And when you say those simple things, you know, the Savior said, my sheep shall hear my voice. Right. Well, I wasn't persuasive. I didn't do anything. But when I spoke, we spoke the truth about eternal families. The Spirit touched Gitbart's faithful heart. And, and, you know, the Lord touched him and helped him understand that there was something important here. And, and that's, that's how it works. So if we just follow 
Elder Irons example, and uh, and we don't need to convince or argue or or persuade. We just have to talk about and express, you know, uh, the blessings that come, you know, from the Savior. Then his sheep shall hear his voice, and and uh, and when you call them, they'll call you back. That's so, anyway, that's well said. Yeah, that's well, so that, that that yeah that's the missionary story we'll leave with, and and you know it encourage we think about Elder Irene all the time, and just uh, and all these brethren who live what they invite us to do, and when you see that, it's a lot easier to try, and as we do it, then you know their promise blessings about finding people and feeling the spirit and having wonderful experiences. Uh, come true, and our, we know that by by our experience. So, well, I'll tell you, there there are times where you say something, and there are other times where you just be quiet. This is one of those times where I should just be quiet and say thank you, folks, for taking the time to talk about this because those are those are really inspiring messages you've shared. I really appreciate it. Well, to thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, it's easy to talk about Yitbarak and Mimi. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. They're incredible people, and uh, and there are more of them out there. Well, that's thank fun. you so much. I look forward, uh, one of these days when we get the D.C. Temple open back up again, I can't wait to come over and see you, because I'm sure you'll be there. So thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you. Thank, thank you. Bye. you. You guys are the best. Thanks. You bet. Well, there's nothing else that needs to be said. Here's the wrap-up music.